Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. If you heard that particular song by the absurdist, then you know it's time for the Bitcoin Podcast Network's On Ramping with D. So this is a show that I made. I had a I had a bidet thought one day. I said, I wonder what it was like if you were in like the turn of the 20th century and you're sitting on your porch with your bicycle. And you see somebody drive past you in a car and you're like, is that one of those damn car things that everybody's talking about? And you're curious, but you don't really know what it is. And I was like, well, I want to talk to that person. And it just so happens to be that nowadays that person is kind of curious about Bitcoin. They've heard about it, seen it in the news, seen it from crazy people like me talking about it all the time. (laughs) on Social media don't quite know what it is. But maybe would like to, and that's what I'm ramping with D is. So, without further ado, today's guest is is Mr. Corey, uh, long long time friend of mine, talking you, like seventh grade. <laughs> but um, it, go ahead and introduce yourself, Corey. Yes, sir. The floor is yours. No, I'm Corey. Yeah, he, he introduced me just fine, man. Well, well, I mean, the floor is mine. I, I'll just start with asking the. I'm telling you, I don't think you're crazy, man. I definitely don't think you're crazy for for being, you know, divulged into uh, Bitcoin because I mean it obviously has made a difference and it's 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 uh seems to be a, on a rise as far as you know from what I can tell and follow because I don't know really know how to follow it very much. Yeah, it it, it definitely um. It's definitely grown price-wise year over year. I just saw a post today that if you'd bought in August every year of the last 10 years, your money would be worth more the following year with Bitcoin. So, But Bitcoin's kind of three things. It's an investment, it's a technology, and lastly, it's supposed to be money. That's kind of the end game for it, is to be money. So I know you had some questions we were chatting it up the other day. Hmm. Just let them loose, man. Rapid fire questions, and I'll try to answer them as best as I can. What it, it, you say? It, it, lastly, it's money. And what were those two things that you said there was supposed to be? Investment and a technology and money. A technology, but I mean. A, a technology, a technology that's useful in what way other than than you know uh, currency. Well, quite honestly, people are still trying to figure that out. Um, what Bitcoin does, what had never been done before, is it allows for like digital uniqueness on the internet. So, when I send you my Bitcoin, the ones and zeros, it's the only ones and zeros that exist like that on the planet. 
which make it really powerful. Right. And, 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 and I, you know, I've heard a lot of talk of it being like a, I don't, I don't know the right word, maybe like a counter currency is how way I guess I could put it towards like fiat currency. And there's just a lot of rumor as to, you know, how, why it gets that, I guess, maybe is that like a shadow or something? Uh, like, or is it like a shadow currency? Like a black market currency? Like that kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, you know, that's what you've heard. You, I've, you've at least heard rumors of that's what it was when it started or something. Um, You know, truthfully, it's really easy. It was. It's not anymore. Right now, if you're using Bitcoin to do bad things, uh, you're going to get caught fast. Uh, yeah, people, just like anything else. Yeah, the, the, the law figures out after criminals typically, but once they figure out, you just better stop doing it. Cause well, that, I didn't ask that because that 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 would be a goal or intention of me me investing in it. Not not at all. I just was saying that it, if it is, it, it it seems to me like <clears throat> at this point, yeah, the 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 government is all too hip to uh, its uh, existence. Not only that, I, do they? You know, the the major corporations that they and the owners of these major corporations that are they not capable of like driving up the price just like in in bitcoin just like they do in the stock market um i would say it'd be very difficult for them at this point because bitcoin isn't really tied to any financial markets that exist i mean in the like the the traditional financial markets that exist bitcoin isn't really tied to them yet Right, it's hard to peg any sort of patterns of how Bitcoin goes up and down to how any of those other financial markets go up and down. People are trying, um, but so, so 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 like say the ma- the the biggest corporations, the you know, or the very richest people, they couldn't. It's, what you're saying is the they could, even if they just decided, despite any pattern, if they just decided to buy as much as possible. You know, would that not affect the price of a Bitcoin for everyone um, else? Yes and no. If people caught wind that that was happening, the price would skyrocket, right? Because if there's only so many and people are trying to buy up, buy them up, like they're going out of style, that that demand would drive the price really, really high. But the market is mature now. Um, and there's lots of things I've, I've been studying this quite a while and there's like layers to how I guess you'd call them the rich folk do what they do. One of the things that's developed with crypto right. in the last two years has been what's called an OTC market. And that just basically means like, like OTC medicine is over the counter. And what that means is when rich people want to buy Bitcoin now, they buy it in very, very large amounts. Well, if that hits the market, that very, very large amounts are getting bought. Well, the price would skyrocket. So instead, they buy things in the over-the-counter right, so market, it- which means that they can buy large amounts without really affecting the market that much. So that's a new development. And I don't gotcha. have enough. My pockets aren't deep enough to play in the OTC market because the minimum purchase is two hundred. I think no, one hundred and fifty thousand. My pockets aren't that deep. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't I, know anybody's pockets who are. No, I wish not I did. one. But I don't. And so, when no, you're no, right, sir. If a lot uh, of people with a lot of money I, wanted I, to buy it really fast, and, and then. Yeah. Well, I feel like that might be because I well I don't know if, if this is old news because because I catch I catch things about Bitcoin probably when by time it's already old news, but maybe Amazon has already made the decision or, and that you can already purchase things on Amazon with Bitcoin. I don't know. I don't want to sound stupid, but I I heard that it was about to happen. And would something like that be like if you know that's about to happen, wouldn't that be a you you should just automatically know it would be time to buy. Um. Well, you can buy anything on Amazon with Bitcoin, but through a couple of different companies right now. Um, if Amazon started accepting Bitcoin, then yeah, I mean, that would be phenomenal. 
for Bitcoin. Um, it's uh, when it comes to buying it and knowing a good time to buy. Um, I guess I put I usually what I say, Corey, on my shows, I like to say uh, hashtag not investment advice uh, just so people can't sue me. But <laughs> it is kind of investment advice. Yeah. No so doubt. I guess they could sue me if they want to. But, but when it comes to Bitcoin, I say I usually dedicate a small percentage of the money that I take in every week or two, two weeks. And I buy Bitcoin with it automatically. It's a technique called uh, dollar cost averaging. And over time, it's been shown that that technique. Uh, can I ask you? It, it, yeah. What you got? Can, can I ask if, if, if you spend if you spend with it regularly as much as you buy with it? Or is it like a bank account that for uh, most regular people that, you know, goes up and then goes back down and that depends. Um, I uh, spend it usually when the price is up. I I tend to want to spend it a little more. I don't know why. That's like a. I almost can't fight it, like that urge to spend it. I usually don't spend it too much when the market's down. But I mean, I've done some stupid things with my Bitcoin. For one year, I paid half half a year's rent with my Bitcoin. And then another other year I paid for the whole year. I paid my cell phone bill with my Bitcoin just to like prove a point to my family. That was kind of stupid. I probably missed that Bitcoin now. <laughs> um, I've booked hotels. So, so, you, so, so what you would, so what you would, so would it, would it be correct to assume that, that you you think that the best thing for you to do is 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 buy it and leave it there to earn your money at times when it goes high. Right now, I'd say that's or, the best thing to do with it. Right, you could spend it. Like you could spend it like any other money as long as they accept Bitcoin. But it's almost like so stupid. Like how um, I just w- not paid those. Wouldn't bills? it be kind of unwise? Be- you know. Wouldn't it be uh, unwise because because it, it's going to cost you some cost you some money and fees every time you purchase it? So it, essentially, the things you buy with it are going to cost a little bit more. Um, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, it's it's weird when you start spending it. Um, because of the value changes so much that it's all right. Try to put yourself in the shoes. We've been in the States. So believe we're kind of spoiled when it comes to our money staying around the same value. But when you go to places like, um, I don't know, the Philippines, maybe another Pacific Island country, some places in South America where before you go to the grocery store, you make a swing by the bank to look at the exchange rates. So, you know, if you can buy the eggs or not, because your currency shifts so much up and down, you know, that's kind of the way it is dealing with Bitcoin is like, if you do want to spend it, you just look and see I if got the market's you. up. And if the market's up, then you spend some, if it's not, then you wait. And it's like, that's, that's kind of the way it goes when you're spending it and trying to use it as money. Um, because essentially you're you're spending less less money whenever it's, the market is is up. Pretty much, yeah. Like whenever the market's up, when you buy something, you actually don't use that much Bitcoin, right? You still got more Bitcoin left, so that's why I'm okay. I think that's <laughs> I think we hit the nail on the head. That's why I'm okay spending it when the price is up, because it's like, oh, I'm not getting, losing that much Bitcoin. Uh, compared to when the price was down there, so um, the price still drives Bitcoin for a so, while. So, so uh, like I, I ha- go on. So, so I have a Cash App. I have Cash App. Uh, it's it's an app on my phone for like sending money and receiving money for for different things. But uh, it 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 has the option to uh, buy Bitcoin and and. 
I was wondering if 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 buying it there is is a bad choice or or if it, there is a bad choice of a place to buy it or well uh you know it's it's not a bad choice it's not the best choice it all the kind of depends on how you want to hold your cryptocurrency i think right now for someone who's like just trying to like dabble and see what it's about it's an okay choice so there's this thing when it comes to bitcoin there's a thing called a private key and if you have the private key you're the only person that can send money out of a Bitcoin address. Right? Okay. You can give someone your public key and they can give you all the Bitcoin that they want. But when it comes to sending Bitcoin out, you've got to have the private key. Now, what businesses have understood and is that people don't know how to maintain their own private keys that haven't been in Bitcoin for a long time. I've been in Bitcoin since 2012, so I know how to maintain my own private keys. Nobody can control that money but me. But companies like Cash App and Coinbase, they actually have the private key to your money. So in essence, they're no different than a bank. And that's kind of like why they operate okay. like one. So they are the what the industry has coined the custodians of your digital currency because they okay. have the custodial rights to your currency because they have the private key. Now you can so, take uh, that Bitcoin. Uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, what, what, what is uh, obtaining this private key? What does that entail? So it's not that difficult of a process, but it isn't the easiest process. You either need a hardware wallet or you need a cold wallet. And the cold wallet is really hard to generate. Basically, you buy a new laptop. It's never touched the Internet before. You generate a Bitcoin address. You then load that Bitcoin address onto that laptop that's never touched the Internet. The private key is now in that laptop. And then you send money to that key. Complicated, right? Very it's a little complicated. I mean, but uh, it's a little complicated, but I mean, it's not. It's not something that seems too impossible either. It's not. Uh, There's lots but, of tutorials. Uh, but 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 as far as as far as like having it, it basically just becomes your bank account. Then if you like you said, if you are able to not only receive money but also give money. Absolutely. Um, so big. One of the reasons why Bitcoin is so different is because it is a push system as to we've all been living under a pool system since we were born, right? You give the waiter your credit card, the business then pulls the money off of your credit card a couple of days later, or maybe the next day if they're a good business, right? They pull, you've given them authorization to pull the money out. But with Bitcoin, okay. when you have your private key, you've got to give authorization to push the money to somebody. So it kind of takes that okay. and it, it flips it on its head. Right. And so we're literally handing around our private keys when we give someone our credit card. The private keys right on the front. Those 16 digits yeah. on the front and those three digits on the back. That's the private key. If they really want it, they could take it and they could spend your money. But they know the that there's systems in place now when they're probably going to get caught. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But that's the private key. You just give it to people. We live yeah, that's the truth. And so, and that's what those skim—that's what those skimmers are out here doing. If if I would have to guess, I'm sure. Yeah, they just they just take the key right off the front, get the three on the back, and they're spending your money. And they hope they could get what they want before they get caught, or get what they want before it gets shut down. You know what I mean? So, so, so I've got I've got another question. I guess uh, it, on a five to ten year outlook from from you you know say say uh you know i invested uh, everything i got going right now or something and and didn't invest anything else i just put everything i had right now and say it was five ten thousand or something ten what would you estimate the the bitcoin market to look like in five to ten years 
Mm. Man, I wish I had. I wish I had a crystal ball. Um, let me think. It's a deep. This is a deep question. Now, I would lead in with, and what I always say is, never invest more money than you're willing to lose. AKA, if you lose this money, is it gonna affect your life? Um, that's the way I've always but, treated it. And, and, and see now. It, the, the 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 cash app has that exact warning uh so it, i understand it, it, it like whenever i go to click on the bitcoin emblem it, the first thing i read is don't invest more than you're willing to lose and that's 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 peculiar to me a little bit but at the same time i understand it's it's just like any other investment you know you can it can go up and down and you can lose on on what you put in but uh what what do you think would it, it would entail you just completely losing out like is, is that like a not gonna happen uh, like saying bitcoin just won't make it no not gonna happen it's it's we're too far in the game now for that to happen um it's just that when i say things like that and people put money into into this and then the price drops and they're like what the hell man and i'm like well look if you sell right now, that's it. Your money's gone. I hope you were comfortable with that, losing that. But this is not like a overnight thing. If, this is a or 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 you lost, or you or you lost money, right? It's not like just because the price drops, you're going to come out with zero. It, it could you could just come out with less than you invested, right? Yeah, it would be a loss, right? It would it would be a loss. But so. there's not. I have the data to prove it. Um, not open and in front of me, but there's not, there haven't been in the last 10 years, many opportunities for you to actually lose money on that bet. And that's just the way the math has worked. I think in the last 10 years, there have been eight months. So out of 120 months, there have been eight months where if you bought in that month, you would have ended up losing the next year. That, to me is pretty good it's continually from year to cause, <laughs> you know what i mean like right because it's just it's showing a continual growth continual growth from year to year yep i mean the proof is in the pudding like every you'll hear here's one thing i also don't like about wealthy people is that they will tell you to go right when they've been going left for a really long time and then they've been going left so long they've paved the left road so by the time you figure out right's not the way to go and you turn around and you go back, well, now there's a toll on the left road and you've got to pay a toll to the rich guy to go down the road that he's already paved. Well, see, that's, that's what I kind of feel like. That, that That's kind of what I feel like is, 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 is what I thought. I'm just going to be honest. What I thought has already kind of happened with the Bitcoin market because I remember at one time looking into it and it was just so low, like I could afford to buy you know, a, a, plent- a plentiful amount possibly at, when it first started. And then, you know, it, it seems like if you didn't do that, then you've already missed the bus almost because of something, you know, something brought it from whatever it was to, you know, 10,000 or 17,000, whatever it, it's peaked at. Yeah. Um, I would say that with Bitcoin, that boat isn't really missed. It's it's not it it's it's one of these things where so there is a potential for it that oh yeah. is there so would you think that there's a potential for it to, to do what it's done already again or more it's gonna do this at least four more times in the next hundred years and it's gonna be just as volatile and just as visceral every single time twenty thousand we'll probably hit that next year. If not this year, Lord, forty-five thousand mm. dollars. I mean, that, 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 yeah, it's gonna happen. So, so, it, so, is uh, it as simple? At that, is it as simple? Sorry to cut you off or keep cutting you off, but is it as simple to uh, to say if if I bought in now, like I said, the earlier scenario at whatever it is now, ten thousand, and then it goes up, like you're saying, to a possible twenty, whatever. Uh, it is as simple to say that it, for sure I, I, I gain money, you know? 
I can't say that for sure. And if I do say that for sure, you could sue me in the dust and a lot of people listening could sue me in the dust. I can't I just can't say that. So 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 the price of of so so the price of the bitcoin that you see uh isn't necessarily the telling factor as to whether or not you made money on what you invested when you invested it. Come again. So, so, so basically the price that it's at now, when I buy, if I bought $10,000 worth and then ten, two years, five years from now, it's 20,000, it's worth 20,000. If you're, if you, if, if you can't say that, that that's an automatic, uh, Yes, you you made money, then then that would mean that the price. I'm, I'm I'm assuming that that would mean that the price of the Bitcoin at the moment isn't the only factor in if you made money on your investment at that time. No, you will have doubled your money at that time. If you put in ten at the prices where they're okay. right now, that's what that's what I was asking. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's just like in, anything else. Yeah, it's like an in, it's like an investment, like uh. The very first iteration. It's it's like an investment in that in that aspect. It's it's pers- personally I well, that's that's what. I, go ahead. I was saying so that's what I was you know getting at. If if you I take your word, man, and, and I know you you don't want to hear that, but I do because I've known like you said I've known you for a long time, and if you and you've been researching into this stuff, you know, and, and following it to the point where, I mean, if I trust anybody, I'm going to trust you. I know you'd say, don't, don't, don't hold you 100% to it. But if you think that it's something that is going to take off even further or double what it's already done, then, you know, I, there, I've already been feeling like I need to be, uh, you know, not missing the bus. Like I said earlier, it, um, it's been the best investment of my life. I'll say, I'll tell you that, uh, there's no way around me. I can't, there's, there's no way around that. There's of all the things that I've invested in over the years, it's done well. And I think it's going to continue to do well. Cause at the end of the day, right. there's trillions of dollars of debt flying around and there's only 21 million Bitcoin to fit it into. So divide 1 trillion by 21 million and you'll see the max capacity of what we're looking at. There's an entire market yeah. of gold bugs, but there's also an entire market of young gold bugs that are willing to diversify from the trillion dollar gold market into Bitcoin. Well, there's only ever going to be 21 million, so do the math on that. That's so, what I so tell basically, you know, it's an asymmetric. I, bet, I, right? I'm already, you know, I'm like I told you. Uh, yeah, to me, it, that's what it sounds like. Because it, 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 I can already tell that you know, it, it's the future that we're we're looking at is is you know buying online and and having your money digitally is it's going to be the probably the way of the future for sure. So, I mean, I've already decided that I'm going to start putting putting forth a little bit of money towards it that I can afford. You know. I think it's a wise bet, man. I use it as a, I call it a savings plus. That's literally how I describe it to most of my family. I say, hey, it's like a savings account. And then every three years or so, it's like, holy shit. Did I save that much? Oh, no, I didn't. The price just went bananas. Well, let me go ahead and take some off the top. Make some life changes that I can make and keep that savings account going. If anything, the biggest benefit to Bitcoin in no my doubt. life, I've figured out how to save money. It taught me that pretty well. It was like, oh, crazy. I go to the gas station every other week. Go ahead. That, I, I was going to say, that. do you think that, that, that devoting your time to like buying and selling it, you know, um, versus, you know, it going up and down, like you would the stock market or even continuing to, to, to invest in the stock market at the same time as Bitcoin, you know, uh, would be a wise thing to do or. Yeah. I mean, I, I think playing as many, playing as many roads as possible is always ideal. Um, 
I was just giving some hashtag not investment advice in our Slack group last week about having eight buckets of money. And nowadays it's it's really easy to invest. Like E-Trade can pull money out of your check automatically and it goes into like a brokerage that you have split up into different things that you want. I mean, it's shockingly easy to invest in things nowadays. Um, and yeah, Wall Street gets their cut. But at the same time, it's like, would you rather have a savings account that's getting you 0.1% return on a year? Or would you rather have your money in the stock market where you know you're at least getting 5%? I mean, to me, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. Even if I'm saving 50 no cents, doubt. I'd rather make 5% on my 50 cents than 0.1% on my 50 cents. Hell. <laughs> that's the that's the way I look at it. I mean, that's that's I don't think I'll never not look at it that way. But now buying and selling like in a trading fashion, yeah, man, that's a job. <laughs> if you get good at it, though, it's not that tough. I did it. Believe it or not, let me look over my shoulder. I used to do it while I was teaching. So I would trade. I would teach, and then when I came home, I would trade, and. It's not tough. Like when all the numbers are red, you usually buy. And then when all the numbers are green, you sell. Like, it's not, well, to me, it didn't seem like rock science. Like, everybody's all happy that the, all the numbers are green, but the shit's going to come back down. So sell it while it's up there. And then when it goes really down in the red, buy right. it when it's low. I mean, that's it was okay. But the thing is, is you got to have a lot of time to just like sit there and watch the computer. And like, oh, oh, look at all that red. Okay, you know, you we'll see, we'll see just... that that that's kind of what I was, I was, I was, you know, uh, what my thought was that led to the the, the questions I was asking a, a minute ago is, I don't know if you know, I'm a landscaper and I work my ass off on a daily basis, and I'm I'm honestly looking for a, a, it to be a stepping stone or something else, and. Devoting my time to uh, trading and selling and stuff like that actually doesn't sound like a bad idea if it is something that can be pretty profitable. And I've always felt like I'm a smart enough guy to do these things. I just, I don't know, have, uh, I guess, become accustomed to the routine and, and the way, you know, you're earning m- money with hard work, I guess you could say. Yeah, it but, um, it can be very profitable. It's tough. It takes a lot of patience. Um, you have big days. Like I remember the biggest day I had when I traded, I was really, really excited. I thought I was a genius, but I really just got lucky and I timed it really well. And I had a four figure day and it was like, Oh, holy shit. I just made two months salary in a day. That shit is bananas. And it gets really addictive. Like <laughs> it gets really addictive. So that's like, that's when I started to wean myself off. Cause it's like, man, yeah, I I did that one day, but all those other days I could mess around and just lose, lose it. So that's why I ultimately stopped trading because it's dangerous. Um, it's real dangerous. Um, but you're right. Like anything you think, you, practice, you think that's you more dangerous for sure. I mean, I was just asking if you if you think it's more dangerous than than obviously you do think it's more dangerous than than Bitcoin at the moment. I mean, I think trading is is tough. Um, it's it is a little bit more risky, um, just because. You've just got to be in the markets all day, every day, and you might not win for a while. It's kind of emotionally like straining because the market could be down and you could be going down with it and you'd be tempted to sell and like lose. You know, there's a lot that goes into trading and I was just an okay trader for a very short amount of time in my life. I realized like, oh, I'm not going to do this for a while. I'm I'm just going to start just investing 
little by little every single week. So that's just how I did things. I don't know. If you want to put do in the time and the do you, do you know of any uh do do you know of any uh any uh sports betting sites or something that you can use Bitcoin to bet on sports? Oh, ugh. we used to be sponsored by one. What was their name? Ugh. Uh, I think their name was SportsBet.io. But I don't recall. Okay. We were sponsored by them like for a good month or two. Um, they exist. I don't know which ones they are because I don't even know if I'm allowed to endorse that. Isn't that in gambling illegal? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's. Anyways, I, 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 it might be. It might be. I, yes. I, well, maybe. Exists. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. That definitely exists. I don't know <laughs> exactly where to find it. I think we used to be sponsored by one, but I think there's a reason we canceled that sponsor. Uh, I, I think it's just sportsbet.io. Anyways, I'm going to Google that while we're talking. But it, it, go ahead. It, it, illegal or not, what made me think about it was when we, when back when we were at Tech together, my, my roommate my first year was – he spent all his time betting on basketball, college sports. It was like his job while he was in college. It made me think about it, if you could do it with Bitcoin or not. Oh, I was right. It's sportsbet.io. Um, yeah, looks like they've made quite a bit of money because this website got an overhaul. Man, I really shouldn't have dissed them. They could probably still be a sponsor. Shit. Anyways, <laughs> that's that's the site, and yeah, you just bet with cryptocurrency, and I'm not giving them any more free publicity. But those sites do exist. Yeah, no, you don't you don't got to you don't got to. I I I just think it could be a could be interesting. Yeah, I mean they're obviously doing well. This site looks great. So, um. I'm trying to answer more of like what Bitcoin is questions. A lot of what Bitcoin is is centered. That's the thing that I've been trying to break. The mold I've been trying to break for years now is like, it seems like the only thing that draws people in myself included was the price and the opportunity that an asymmetric gain would come. You know what I mean? Nobody gives a shit about the technology. I'm really. I, I know what you mean, but but. Well, that's that's the part that I, I that's the part that I I have had people try to explain to me, and I hear people talking. I've I've even listened to a few of your podcasts, and and, and I think it might be Corey that, that talks about it most. Or, and, and I don't I don't I just it, I don't get the whole. I guess I don't really quite get the whole blockchain thing, and I don't get you know how it's mined, and, and it just. I've had it explained multiple times. I just, I don't get it. It just, it's, it, you know, it, it, trying to understand it doesn't even seem worthy well, at the point, at this point. I saw this explanation. I'm going to try to do it on the air. It's probably easier to do with a visual aid, but imagine you got a spiral notebook and each page is a block, right? Each page is a ledger and each page right. is a block. But you've got to work to add a page to that spiral notebook. And then once you add a page to that spiral notebook, everyone else has to agree that that's the page that's supposed to be there. And they all get a copy of the spiral and, notebook. And the work... And the- and the work that you're saying that it entails, the work that you're saying that it entails is essentially computers working on math problems. Absolutely. And it's not math problems. It's just one problem. They're trying to plug in a number with the right amount of leading zeros because I'm probably going to get corrected by this in my community, but I think leading zeros drive computers to do the most computation. 
And what I mean by leading zeros is just zeros in front of a number. So like zero one, zero zero one, right. zero zero one, like that. And they're guessing numbers to get a number. With they're guessing really large numbers to get a number that's small enough to unlock new Bitcoin. That's all they're doing. It's one giant Sudoku puzzle. Over and over and over again. Uh, see, and that I, I guess it, so that 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 entails that it never ended. It's, it could keep on going till infinity. Is never ends. right. No, keeps on going. Just keeps on going and keeps on going, and it gets more and more difficult to guess. And it's gotten so difficult that the Bitcoin network is the largest network that's ever existed on the planet. It and, is and, and to the point where it, it, is it or is it not to the point now where you can't necessarily be a, a, just like a a household doing it out of your house. You you pretty much have to have some pretty powerful computer. Some people disagree with me, but I say absolutely not. You can't. You're just wasting electricity at that point. You're just you're wasting electricity because you're never gonna compete. People have like. 50 Walmart sized buildings full of Bitcoin miners. You can't, nobody can compete with that. Not at this point. It's, it's next level. It's, it's its own industry, just like gold mining. Like it's, if you want a chance to make profit in Bitcoin mining, you better have some stacks of millions ready to toss at a facility that you could fit enough computers in because it's a big time now. And that's just that's so yeah. So I mean, it kind of goes back to what I was kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier a little bit about it. It may it may it may have not drove the price up as far as you know buying and selling still still uh, making you money, but to to make money off of Bitcoin in that fashion is is pretty much left up to the the big hosses. Um, yeah. There's some there's some interesting theories I have centered around that. Is that are you familiar with Moore's law? Yeah, like uh, computers. Uh, yeah, they double in size. You probably years. have to remind me. Like the like a computer right. chip can fit twice as many transistors on it every two years. Well, we're maxing out at that. Like up with computers that we use every day, cell phones that we use every day, and with Bitcoin miners now. So what happens now, now that we've maxed out Moore's law and things aren't getting that much smaller, that much faster. Now, different industries, I think that never thought they could get into Bitcoin may start because they could actually competitively mine. So I don't see a day too far from now where these, all these extra shipping containers that are literally just poison, they're not doing anything but sitting around and rotting. They're going to be stuffed full of Bitcoin miners at the back of a Lowe's or at the back of a Kohl's mining Bitcoin. Because why not? At least you can you're, you're already buying the electricity from the power grid. You might as well turn that electricity into money. I don't see why not. I, I think we're going to see more stuff well, like that. As time would you? What about what about uh solar and wind and 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 this and you know being able to provide the power with free energy? Uh, they're they're having a hard go at it. They're having a hard go converting that energy into something that can maintain that much processing power. Um, but some people do. I know, like, there's some people in like uh, North Egypt that have. Uh, Bitcoin miners attached to solar panels, but I know they're not. You know they're not. They're not getting very much Bitcoin, but they're not. They're also not spending money, really. Right? This, the energy is coming from the sun, so you know it's, it's right. It's one of those things where it's so it's all profit, not much profit, but all profit. Yeah, it's like they if it's worth get, your time, they might make five dollars 
a month, but they didn't pay to make that $5, you know, it just came from the sun. So, you know, it doesn't, that, that's possible, but I don't see a lot of people trying to make that more efficient right now. Uh, so mining is tough, right? But the reason why I so confidently said earlier in this conversation, um, like the price hikes are four or five times. Uh, so the happening, it's a big deal. It sounds like an M Night Shyamalan movie, but it's a it's a big deal in our little crypto community because every four years the amount of Bitcoin that gets introduced into circulation gets cut in half. So it started at 50 in 2008. Then in 2012, it dropped down to 25 Bitcoin every 10 minutes. Then in 2016, it dropped down to 12.5 Bitcoin every 10 minutes. And what's going to happen next year? No, You're saying how many is getting... You're saying how many is getting generated? Yeah, absolutely. So every 10 minutes right now as we speak, we've been speaking for almost 40 minutes, there have been 12.5 new Bitcoin that have entered circulation every 10 minutes. So that's what, 48 and a half, 24. So 60, 72 new Bitcoin have entered circulation since we started talking. So 72 times 10,000... So $72,000 have entered circulation since we started talking. And, 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 and but, at, but at the same time, people are, are purchasing that Bitcoin. Yeah, probably. Maybe not. Like if I were are a we miner, already I would hoard to it. that point. Yeah. If I were a miner, I would hoard it until the price is high and then I would sell it so I could keep some. I don't know how miners operate because they're the hardest people to get on my show. So, um, <laughs> let me see. Um, yeah. So in 2020, uh, right around summertime, there will be another happening, and then 6.25 Bitcoin will enter circulation. So it's really in my eyes, it's old school basic economy. If the demand stays consistent and the supply drops, the price goes up. And according to every economics class I've ever taken, that's exactly what's been happening with Bitcoin. The demand is staying the same or going up and the supply is dropping. Well, the price is going up. Surprise, surprise. So, so eventually, so, so, so do you see a point where, where, where not enough is being created and, and the demand is so high to where it's all sold? It's, it's sold out, so to speak? At that point in time, uh, we won't be, Bitcoin will be a reserve currency and there will be no need to sell it ever. And it will be so valuable, it'll just be the money. But that's the dream. Right. That's the dream because one Bitcoin goes down to the millionth decimal point. So you don't just have one Bitcoin. You have a million Satoshi. So there's plenty of room for commerce. Right. So at the point where one Bitcoin is so astronomically valuable, then we probably won't be balancing things in one Bitcoin. We're going to go past. We're going to go further to the right into the decimals. Because what's the point? What's what's the point if it's that valuable it's just a reserve currency we need to start denominating things in it right that's that's the long which would, would would do what to the the fiat currency uh it would go away it would go away pretty much way, sorry i'm not going to say that that confidently it would its function would change as it exists today, the U.S. the dollar wouldn't be the reserve currency. No country would have a reserve currency. It would be Bitcoin that would be the reserve currency, and they would have to deal in Bitcoin. That's the long play for Bitcoin. 
It's a reserve which currency is, that is, no country owns. You know, it, it would, if you talk to some people that, if you talk to some people, they would say that's a a, a really long stretch. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. But here's the thing. We had we did it before with gold. But then we found out that only a few countries own gold. So what the hell, man? They have all the power. But nowadays, there's no telling who has Bitcoin. People can say Chinese people have all the Bitcoin. People can say, but nobody can prove it. Nobody can prove which country has it all. But it's also not counterfeitable. It's divisible. So why wouldn't it make a good reserve currency? Why not? The mm-hmm. whole cut, the whole globe would have to deny their value by it because you can't prove that anyone owns it. You could try really hard, but you're not going to get that far. I actually know someone who like worked. He currently is on the digital currency, like task force to try and track these people down. And guess what? It ain't easy. It ain't easy at all. Like it's you got it. They got is, is there a, a compa- money. So is is there a competitor? Would you say a competitor to Bitcoin? That it's pretty much in it. I guess in it. I don't know how to put it in the same space or something that that like I, I've heard people refer to Ethereum or something. Oh, how much time do we have? Um. Yes and no. Um, when it comes to financial properties and being sound money, I don't think I think Bitcoin's in a league of its own. Um, there's things that Bitcoin can't do that those other digital currencies can do really well. So I just make it easy on myself. I say Bitcoin is digital gold. Litecoin is digital silver. And Ethereum, Ether, is digital gold. I mean, sorry, digital oil. Digital oil. That's the that's the analogy I use. Some people like it, some people don't. So, but is what it is. Yeah. So, so when you say that there's things that the other current the other currencies can do that that it can't do. And that, that kind of goes to another question I guess I had that I forgot I had. It, it, what What's standing in Bitcoin's way of doing those things? Or, or like, are there places you can or can't can't shop at with Bitcoin? And, and why is that the case? Um, it's not so much from a shopping perspective. It's more so from a computer science perspective. Like, Bitcoin is built with a very rigid computer language that requires a lot of computation that like basically frankly like software developers don't want to build on bitcoin as much as they used to because it's tough so they build on ethereum and ethereum is making all sorts of crazy promises but it's also running into its capacities as well so when I say things that Bitcoin can't do that Ethereum can, what I mean is there's a thing called a smart contract, right? So Bitcoin, Bitcoin's dumb. It says I person A spent money to you, sent money to you person B. And that's it. Like that's all it's good for. Ethereum changed the game because it added a conditional it said, I, person A, sent money to you, person B, if these other set of conditions happened. So that changed the game tremendously. Just by adding a conditional statement of if, you now have invented other total universes, right? So, and I mean literally, like, on Ethereum, like 2,000 other cryptocurrencies exist because they exist within one transaction on the Ethereum network. So you're talking about now there's easily Uh, trillions of different tokens that exist on one blockchain. 
it's kind of mind blowing. It's like what? Yeah, yeah, that kind of, that kind of all went over. I'm not even gonna lie, that kind of all went over my head just a little bit. Well, that's the biggest um, damn problem with that community, and that's why oh, it was a shot. That's why I'm speaking at the Bit Block Boom conference tomorrow to tell that community they're full of shit and they need to get it together. So I hope you guys come out to Dallas and hear me talk about that. I'm not gonna say it quite like that, but I'm kind of gonna say it like that. Um, they do a lot. I of understand. Shit is, 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 is there is that is that gonna be aired or are you gonna have it recorded? Uh, I think it's gonna be streamed. I'm not really sure. I didn't organize this. I was just invited to it. So, um, I think it's gonna be streamed. I should probably oh, like. Cool. I don't know, promote myself more, but I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not good at that shit. So uh that's about as good as it gets for me is me promoting myself on my own shows. So um but yeah, a lot of stuff the Ethereum community does is like solving problems that no one cares to be solved. Cares to be solved. You know what I mean? Like they they do some outlines. I, I kind I, I get what you mean, but I don't like what problems are like what would be an example um let me see here the biggest claim to fame for ethereum so far has been something called crypto kitties i think you remember me posting about this where somebody ended up selling a digital cat for fifteen thousand dollars yeah i do yeah yes it's cool right i've got this digitally unique cat there's no cats in the world that exist like it but that but it's it, it's it's like tamagotchi but worse it's still like, just a, <laughs> it's so stupid right like nobody needs that at the end of the day at the end of the day it's still just a digital cat it's yeah. still just a digital cat now there's some things that i'm really shorting when i say that one with the the uh smart contract of the crypto kitties We've now proven that programs can breed. That's crazy to think about. Like software can give birth to other unique software that didn't exist before Ethereum. Because that's what it is. And that's creepy Make, to think about. Makes but that's, sense. That's what it did. And that's why I think there's this weird value attached to that. Because that's what they proved with CryptoKitties. Is like, yeah, that may be a very... Um, crazy way to think about it, but that's what it is. That software just breeded and created a digitally unique cat. So now we can have you take that a step further. If a computer program wants to write another computer program, well, now those things can be unique and digitally unique. So, you know, it, it kind of gets deep into that. And Ethereum does things like distributed autonomous organizations where you can decide ahead of time what a company that's completely virtual is going to do with a certain amount of value that's been allocated to it. Right. So I actually no companies that do this now. They have what are called DAOs, distributed autonomous organizations within their company. So when their company is taking in value, this other contract is automatically buying things or redistributing funds to certain areas of their company. So essentially, you've now programmed out a controller for your company. You don't need a financier if you've just got this autonomous financier that's going to divvy out budgets automatically. So... That's what Ethereum does. So, because I, I, I was going to ask, like, because you touched on the, the, the kitty thing, is, is there anything, like, like seriously helpful that, that is, like, <laughs> corporations have utilized this technology for? Um, uh, the call dropped. And we couldn't get Corey back. So that's where this on-ramping ends. I was going to tell him, though, yeah, no businesses have used this stuff successfully yet, except for investing in it. But that's it. He did want to let you guys know that he's going to be investing, but not a lot, which is good. And I hope he doesn't lose his ass because then I might lose mine. All right. 
Thanks for listening to another On Ramping with D, guys. Uh, have a good and fucking day. Thank you.